Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. So today we're in episode 146, and we're talking about how to gracefully fire a volunteer. I know that that may sound crazy if you are new to the nonprofit space and you're like, how, why would I even ever have to to fire somebody? Um, But those of you who have done this before and have been a part of a cause, you know, have been a part of your cause or other causes for quite some time, you know that this is no different than the for-profit space. Just like some people don't work out in, you know, in for-profit business, the same happens in the nonprofit space. And so this is a topic that comes up very frequently. And I know it's a hard one, a hard conversation to have. And that's why I want to have that with you guys today, because I think it's important for you to be equipped and for you to know that it's okay. It's okay to to fire a volunteer. Uh, It's part of the job, especially when you're in leadership, no matter who you recruit to come into your organization, it is your job to move people into the positions that are best suited for them and best suited for you and your organization. So today we're going to dive into that. I get these questions questions so often that I'm like, I am going to hit this elephant in the room question because I think that it'll help a lot of us to just be prepared. Okay. So, um, I was just speaking at an event recently and this came up, it comes up more frequently, I would say around board development and uh, just board recruitment in general, because just think about it. When you're starting up your nonprofit, you are typically you need to recruit three to five people just to like have a 501c3 nonprofit just to even get that status. So many times people will recruit people that maybe just warm butts and seats. And you are asking friends and family, maybe um, former business coworkers, people who have leaned in and shown an interest in your cause. So sometimes you just recruited people because you needed someone, you needed anyone to say yes. So you didn't have a ton of qualifications when you first got started. You didn't even know what questions to ask because you had never done this before. So that is just very common. And I just want to give you guys a bit of grace um, with this conversation because is don't beat yourself up if you have somebody who's in a role that you know they got there. Maybe they maybe they were in that position before you even got in the job. And so here you are, you walked into the position and you didn't even know like that this person was gonna you were gonna have a conflict because of a variety of different reasons. So uh, before I teach you guys exactly how to fire somebody, I want to talk to you guys about why somebody might get fired so that you know exactly, okay, is this really a situation where we need to have this conversation or, you know, what's really going on? Okay. So I'm going to address six different reasons off the top of my head that I came up with just to let you know, here are six reasons why people should probably get fired. Okay. (laughs) So then it'll make it a little bit easier as you think through some of these people, uh, that are a part of your organization and a part of the work that you do. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind is just, they don't align with the values of your organization. Now that is something that is hard to see when you first recruit somebody. Uh, sometimes you're like, Oh, this person's just really prominent in the community. They've been really involved. I can see that they volunteered a lot. And so 
if if these organizations have had them involved, well, we should too. And you just don't even realize in that moment that this person may or may not agree with everything or, you know, just even the most core things that make up your cause. So I've had plenty of conversations with people about how they're like, man, this person, although they're very um, good at recruiting people, they're really great at being generous to our organization. They don't believe in everything that we do. And I want to caution you on that because it is not necessary for your volunteers, your board members, your leaders, and any one of your committees. They don't have to love every single detail about the work that you do. They don't have to be diehards for everything that you do. And I just want to let you know that that's okay. And But I want you to, to identify what is a make or break. You know, if like, I'm going to use my example when I was at special Olympics, I mean, it was really, it was a part of our guidelines that we did not accept money from liquor companies. You know, I mean, it was just one of those guidelines that we were focused on because there were too many young people, too many people who were, you know, disabled because of alcohol, you know? And so I, I want you to, to see that that was a, that was a value of our organization to make sure that that was, we weren't getting donations. So it made sense for us not to recruit people who were heavily engaged with alcohol and, you know, just liquor companies in general. So we just didn't even go there. When I was at the American Cancer Society, this was in the area of tobacco, clearly made sense that we didn't lean that direction. We didn't recruit people from tobacco companies. We didn't take money from tobacco companies. So think through your organization. What are some things, maybe if you're a faith-based organization, you might have some guidelines that are like, hey, we believe these things. And when people don't agree with that, it makes it kind of awkward and that's hard. And it doesn't even make sense for us to invite them to serve in leadership with us. Because they're just, we're going to, we're going to battle on these topics. Okay. So that's one, they don't align with the values of your organization Two, they did something unethical. Maybe they, I mean, and this happens more often than you would believe. Uh, maybe they had improperly used your funds or they might've taken money from your organization. They might have shifted funds and just were a little bit sketchy. And you guys really lean on volunteers to be the, that board treasurer or somebody who's actually depositing your checks. They're putting checks in the bank, they handle money. And if someone does something that is not ethical for your organization, that is reason to let them go and to ask them to step down from their role. You need to have a hard line when it comes to money, because if you let somebody get away with something like that, uh, people pay attention and you will lose donors. You'll lose other volunteers. People will lose respect for your cause. Okay. So if somebody does something unethical and I want to just encourage you, if somebody has taken money from your organization, you need to consult a lawyer. Okay. Uh, this has happened with the organizations that I've been a part of. We have found out people have used our name. And they have gone and taken donations as though they were giving those donations to us. And people are in unique situations, and I get that. And when people are, you know, up against a wall on whatever's going on in their life, providing for their family, they will do things that are unethical. And not saying that they're not good people, but sometimes people do bad things. Okay, so 
if they did something unethical, that is reason to fire them and to bring in law enforcement into the conversation. Okay. Number three, they don't get along with the other volunteers or staff, you know, just conflict or, you know, every time they're in the room, you have problems with the other people that are sitting at the table. And it's just like constant topic. It's a constant topic that comes up. People are always complaining behind closed doors. It just seems like this conversation always comes up and you guys can't make any progress because you're continuously having conversations about this one person who's creating problems. Okay. So I, that it may not even be that they're that bad of a person. It's just that if people can't get along, you can't fulfill your strategic plan. You can't fulfill your fundraising goals. So it is important for you to then remove that person from the situation. Okay. So when you, people don't get along, there's conflict. That is reason to have a conversation and to consider firing them. All right. Four, they aren't doing anything. Okay. This is the most common one. This is where I hear this the most is that this volunteer may or may not attend meetings. They don't respond to my messages. They aren't engaged. They're not doing anything. And so they're just taking up space. Now I often push back on this, this particular one, because I think sometimes it's, they're lacking direction. They just don't even know what to do. So it's not that they wouldn't do something for you. It's just that you haven't been very clear about what you want from them. And so maybe their life is busy and there's other things that are going on. So I I just want to make sure that get down to the root of this one. If they're not doing anything because they're lazy and they're really just like, they don't care. Like they just don't care about your cause. And somehow they got the role, somebody recruited them and they they are now just taking up space. Uh, that is good reason to fire them. All right. Uh, the fifth one that I mentioned is just, they're just too busy. You know, they're just too busy for the role. And once again, like there's just a reason for it. They're just not doing anything. So they're just too busy. And you just notice when you pay attention, when you're running your research, when you're paying attention to people and you're doing that Sherlock Holmes stuff, drawing broad observations off of minute, minute details, when you see that somebody is you know, Hey, their kids are at this age where they're really, you know, just busy. Their job is taking up a ton of time. Maybe their marriage is on the rocks, maybe a death in the family. There's just all these things that have just consumed them, which has not allowed them to spend the time that they need on your cause. So they're just too busy. They got a lot going on. Okay. Number six is my final one here that I am going to discuss. And that is they're in the wrong volunteer role. So maybe they got recruited to serve as the chairman of your, of your committee of that fundraiser. And you've just realized, man, it's just not the best position for them. Maybe they should be serving on the subcommittee or in one of the other committees that would allow them to really shine in the areas that they're good at. Maybe it's they're serving on your board and they should be on your advisory group, which is more focused on fundraising. So you can see that you might need to start shifting people and they're just not in the right seat. So I often use the analogy of like, you know, they're not on the right seat on the bus. That's a a good to great quote from Jim Collins, you know, like that you just, you need to get people in the right seat on the bus. Maybe they're not supposed to be driving the bus. Maybe they're supposed to be the navigator. Maybe they're supposed to be in the back and they're just supposed to come with you. So think through, is this person in the right role? And that's reason to let them go. I mean, like, and, and this is where I'm saying, like, don't fire them from your organization, but we're going to fire them from maybe the board 
board position or maybe fire them from the chairman position. And I'm going to give you a couple examples here of some things that have happened and how I've navigated through firing a volunteer. But um, here's a couple things that I want to address and then we're going to dig into that. The thing that I want you to see is that there are a lot of ways that you can avoid even getting into this situation in the first place. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit on just two of them, but the first one is, is setting clear expectations. And I know that sometimes, like I mentioned, you might've been new to the role, didn't know what expectations to even set when you recruited them because you hadn't even gotten into it. Uh, but I want you to know that you have, you have the opportunity to set expectations anywhere along the line. So if today you feel like, man, I just don't think that my volunteers really know what their job is. Today, today you can call a board meeting, you can call a committee meeting, and you can start to say, you know what, I just want to make sure that we have clear expectations of the positions that you're in. And when you got recruited, there might have been a chance that you did not know what was expected of you. And I just want to make sure that that I don't assume anything and you don't assume anything either. So everybody's clear. You guys know that communication is so critical. I don't care if it's for-profit, non-profit, family, friends, strangers, whatever, like communication is so important. And we can't assume that people understand what we're thinking when we haven't really verbally articulated it. Okay. So that's where I want you to sit back and remember that it's like, if you don't have clear expectations, they don't have clear expectations. It's easy for you guys to, to have issues and for conflict to come up, which ultimately makes you think, well, maybe I should just fire them, you know, and maybe I should just ask them to leave. And that would just resolve everything. But it may be that you just need to have a conversation with them and just say, okay, I just want to make sure that I know what you're capable of doing and what you really want to do so that I have you in the right seat. Okay. So, and then number two is, like I said, run your research, uh, know enough about them before you invite them in to serve. I, it, this is taking time. And what happens when we are busy and we're desperate for volunteers, we are desperate for help. We do desperate things. Can we agree with that? <laughs> so we make decisions that are irrational because we just don't have the time to think through it. And you know that it, it would be an ideal situation if every single person who comes into your organization, especially if they're serving in leadership roles, that you have multiple conversations with them, that you have the time to get to know them, to find out, is this a good fit? and then invite them in. But I know too many nonprofits, I know too many leaders, executive directors, development directors, where it's like you have an empty seat and you are panicked. You are panicked. And so you want to fill that position with anyone because you're just like, I don't even want to think about this anymore. I need somebody to take that position. And you and I know that when you have the wrong person in the wrong seat, it causes a lot more, it's just a bigger headache it's going to cause you more problems down the road than it is to just take the time, get the right person to serve in the right positions so that you don't have to keep addressing and keep going back. This is the same thing with staff, 
right? If you're in a position where you're hiring staff, where they actually get paid, it's the same situation. You want to go through that interview process. You want to take the time to interview somebody to make sure that they are a good fit. Nobody wants to have to fire a staff. You guys know it's it's just so costly when you have to fire somebody because now, oh my gosh, the amount of time it takes, the amount of energy, the amount of effort, and then you spent so much money training this person in the role that you don't want to have to go through that expense. Studies show that to replace a high-level staff person in any organization, it's about $200,000. So think about that. When I left any one of the positions that I worked in, it cost that organization about $200,000 just to find somebody to replace my position. So I know that that's not the same when it comes to a volunteer, but think about the time and energy it takes for you to get the right people to serve in the right roles. Obviously, board members versus committee members, chairman, there's a lot of different kinds of volunteer roles. Maybe it's a day of volunteer. Now, those you're not spending a ton of time and effort into, but obviously the larger the responsibilities of the volunteer, the more time and energy it takes for you and your staff. Okay. So I just want you to understand here that if you do a bit of the work up front, you won't even be in this position. But today let's talk about how you can gracefully fire a volunteer. So gracefully just really means that you're doing it in like you're courteous, you're kind, you're doing it in a way that really respects and honors the person on the other side. So I have been on the other side of the organization where somebody was let go, was fired, and they were pissed, okay? Like they were irate. And I want to tell you that when somebody is very, like they feel very disrespected and they were asked to leave the organization in a way that was just, it made them feel like they were so small and so insignificant that will fire them up. And what happens and what I've seen a lot is that's when alternative organizations start popping up. Oh yeah. You think you're going to fire me? Well, I'm going to go start my own nonprofit and that's what they do. And so I have seen these organizations that have popped up all over the place because they're trying to show the other organization, like you lost, you are the fool. You're the person that, how dare you let me go when I know what I'm doing and think about wealthy people. So add money to this mix. Now they've got money. So now they've got the, not only do they have a whole lot of friends, they've got a lot of contacts and they've got a lot of money. So they can start up that nonprofit. And you know what? They may very well be really, really successful at it. And I mean, I'm just going to say it, it happened and they were good. <laughs> so like that energy and that fire, it creates a lot of, uh, momentum on the other side. So I don't want you to fire somebody and then find yourself in this position where you're like, Oh shoot. Like now they're our biggest competition. And now they're taking our volunteers. They're taking our donations that would have come to us. And now we've got a major problem. So, uh, I'm just going to tell you in some of the work that I've done, I had to, I've had to fire a volunteer, like a somebody that I recruited to be the chairman of my fundraiser. I had to fire them. I had to fire a, a chairman who was a chair, like was a volunteer who was with me for years and had raised millions of dollars. And I had to fire her. 
And then I also had to fire a couple volunteers that that just were not in the right seat. Like I just they it just wasn't the right fit. And they didn't have they didn't have the time. So I'm just going to tell you what happened with one of these circumstances, one of these situations, uh, and how you can really gracefully do this is really do it, do it in person. Okay. So if at all possible, I know some of you guys have volunteers that are in different States, different countries, uh, different parts of the world, and some that are just on the other end of town. Okay. If you can get in front of them face to face, that is obviously the best situation. If you're going to have a conversation about conflict, I want to be face to face so that I can see their reaction, so that I can, they can see my reaction and know that I genuinely care about them as a human. Okay. Um, if you can do it, I mean, by video, Video, that's another option or by phone. That's, that's the third option there. Do not send somebody a you're fired email or a text that says, we don't want you back. You're done. Okay. Like do not do that. But what I want you to see is most of the time you can diffuse the situation by finding another place for them to serve or inviting them to take a break. So that's where I want you to think through the circumstance. If you've got somebody in your mind right now that you're like, I know that I have to have a tough conversation with this person. I've been putting it off. I know that I need to ask them to step down. And I know that my other volunteers see that as well. They know that this conversation has to happen. I know that I'm the person who's supposed to have it. And so I'm just avoiding it. So number one, I need you to five, four, three, two, one. That's my friend, Mel Robbins. (laughs) You know, she always tells people like your brain is going to tell you to not do it, but I'm going to tell you, do the little countdown trick here and just five, four, three, two, one, send an email, schedule a time to talk, send the text, send whatever it is to schedule the con the conversation that needs to be had. Hey, let's get on a call together. Hey, let's get together. Let's chat. I want to connect. I want to catch up. Okay. And this is where I always walk into the conversation. Once I get that face-to-face meeting or that video conference call that I'm going to have with, with this person, once I'm face-to-face with them, this is where all I'm doing is I'm asking questions. What's going on? That's usually what all it takes is just be open. You don't have to like come in with the like drilling them or making them feel like they're they're disrespected or you you're you're mad at them. Like remove all the emotions at this point and start thinking about what could be going on in their life that this circumstance is happening. And so what I'm asking during this conversation is just, "Hey, tell me what's going on in your life." Like I feel like you've been really busy or I feel like you've been really disconnected. Is everything okay? And so find out, maybe there is a loss, maybe there is a death, maybe there is a relationship that's, you know, under like just, maybe it's a child parent relationship that's under turmoil right now, you know? So think through that and just give somebody the opportunity to share what's going on and for you to show some compassion and find out how are you? How's your job? How are things going? I've I feel like you've just been really busy and I want to know a little bit more about what's going on. And they may turn around and just be like, no, things are good. I'm fine. And then that's where I want to dig a little bit deeper and find out like, hey, we haven't seen you at meetings for the last you know, year. And so for, for me as the leader of the organization, I want to make sure that this is a position that you really want to serve in. And if it is, 
then I want to change the conversation. I want to start finding out how can we engage you? How can we have you step up um, and really serve in a place that gives you great fulfillment and great joy to do? And so that's an easy way for you to start to find out what are the things that you really enjoy about the work that you do here, the volunteer you know, time that you invest. What do you want to do more of? And let's find the right fit for you. And maybe it's not serving in the current role that you're in. Let's find that other alternative spot for you. Okay. So see how diffusing this is. It's not attacking. It's not saying you suck. You haven't shown up to meetings. We're pissed. You're out the door. See you later. (laughs) Like like, that's not good. That's not how we want to handle any conversation, especially when they're volunteering because I'm like, they're not getting paid. And you may very well have had great intentions when they got recruited that they're so, they're so gifted and skilled. And I want you to like really lean on that during this conversation and say like, like you're so good at this and I really want to, you know, give you the opportunity to shine and to really be able to do that for the, for our cause. And so that may be just, Hey, they're in the wrong seat. We're going to move them. Maybe they have, they've been too busy. So that's a good way to diffuse that and to gracefully move them into other positions. Now I have done that. That is like my go-to that's my go-to gracefully firing a volunteer is finding a new role for them that does not take as much of their time. You know, and I know if you address the situation, they will be so happy you did. There are, there are so many times when I see those volunteers they are like, yeah, I know I'm so busy and I, I've been trying, I, I'm, I want to make this work. I love you guys. I, I really want to see this cause succeed, but I, yeah, the season of life is just crazy. So I just tell them like, take a sabbatical, take a year off, take six months off. Like, do not feel like you're, you have to do this for me. Okay. But you're just giving them permission to step down for a season or step down for a while and just let them know the invitation is, is back, is there for you. If you'd like to come back in a, you know, in a different role, that's okay. And so this is why I like when volunteers, when boards have term limits, and also when you you change out the chairman, because if you change out the, the chairman of your fundraiser, you automatically every single year have the opportunity to let volunteers go. Because now you're saying the chairman, this is the new chairman, here's who they want in each of these positions, and here's who they want to bring in. Maybe they have people on their team that they'd like to serve in those roles. So every single year, and I know that the this is a lot of work and I know that you guys are busy people, but I actually met with every single one of my core team members before we geared up for the next year's fundraiser. And I gave every single one of them the opportunity to step down. And there's something mentally that happens there when it comes to their commitment to your cause is when you ask them and say, you know what? I never want to assume that you're going to serve another year. And so I want to take some time. Let's sit down. Let's talk about what worked, what didn't, and then let's evaluate. Do you want to be on board again for the next year? Do you feel like you have the energy? Do you feel like you have uh, the time to do this? And if you don't, let's have the conversation regardless. And let's talk about who can step up into the role that you've served. Who would you like to nominate to serve in that role? And I will tell you, 
This has been gold for our organization to maintain the integrity of every single role and also to ensure that every single person wanted to be there. The worst is when you have a volunteer who doesn't want to be there because what a waste of their time and what a waste of yours and a waste of every single person who's sitting at the table with them. Nobody loves to be in a meeting with a Debbie Downer or somebody who is always saying, oh, we've we've done that before and it didn't work. And like every new idea is being shot down. That is no fun to be in those meetings. And you know who you're going to lose in the end? The really good people that you want to keep with you because they're not going to have time for that and they're just going to quit on you. So you're going to lose someone when you allow somebody like this to stay on your team. You're going to lose the really good volunteers because they're going to lose respect for you. So I know this is hard to do, but I'm going to push you today to have those conversations with people. And you may not be in a position where you have to fire somebody and you're just listening today because you're like, hey, I don't want to get myself in a position where I have to fire somebody. And I also don't want to be in a position where I recruit the wrong person. You know, like let's do our work in advance to make sure that we do get everybody who's in the right seat. But I want to give you guys permission today to let somebody go to just say you've served and you've served us well and we can we can celebrate that time that they've invested and so all you have to do is just be honest and to just really open up during that conversation and you know if if this is one of those situations where somebody did like they stole from you they lied they cheated, something where it was really unethical and the value part, and this is a, a, an even tougher conversation, do not have that conversation alone, okay? Bring in a, a supervisor, bring in another volunteer so that this isn't you against them. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, they it becomes a heated conversation and you start attacking and they start attacking. So I just want to encourage you to bring somebody, a mutual, like a neutral party that can sit in on this conversation and really navigate the conversation. Okay. So don't do this alone. Don't have this conversation by yourself if you are concerned that it may be heated. Okay. And that's where when it comes to they they stole they they did something where they broke the law this is where clearly you're bringing law enforcement you're bringing a lawyer into the conversation and this is where you really have to let them take the lead on the conversation. It's not about repairing the relationship at this point. It's really about doing what's right and what's ethical. So uh, that's where I just want to encourage you in that area. I know those are tough. They do happen. And if you find yourself in that position, I want it, I want you to reach out to a professional who can help you navigate through that. So the larger the organization, the more common that stuff does happen. So if you're you know fairly young in your organization and the work that you do, I just want you to be aware of it, that if something has happened or it's, it, it happens in the future, this is, you're not alone. There's, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, there are people that just do things that are just crazy. <laughs> like you would just never think that that stuff would happen. And it does. But to do it gracefully is really to think about it from their side. Come at it with it with a respect and and just know that, hey, you're gonna do them a favor by uh, by just really hearing them out and then also by finding a place that really fits them best, okay? So today, I'm just gonna continue to encourage you guys to have those tough conversations, to do the work in advance to ensure that the volunteers you recruit are the right ones. Do not put warm butts in seats. That's my uh, my 
motto, no warm butts in seats. I want the right people in every single seat. Uh, a lady that I was talking to just the other day, she said she had 11 board members and 13 is a full board for her. So she has two positions open and just think about this. Okay. She has only two board positions open, not like, oh shoot, I got to fill two board positions. So think about this in an alternative way to where it's like, I have the pick of anybody I want, but I only have two seats available. Who am I going to fill those seats with? Be strategic be intentional. So don't just shove, oh, here's somebody who's, sh who's showing an interest in the work that we're doing. Ah, let's have them on our board. No. <laughs> okay. Like, or the chairman of your fundraiser. Like I want somebody who's really going to have the, the skills and the talents that it takes to lead the rest of my volunteers. And if you set the bar, if you recruit Let's remember this. If you recruit somebody on a scale of one to 10, if you recruit a five level volunteer, or I often call this a C level volunteer, C's and fives, whatever number you want, you want to look at this, they will recruit the same level and below. So a C volunteer will recruit D's and F's. A C level board member will recruit D's and F's. Okay. They are not going to recruit A's and B's like that is just not practical. So, and I want you to know, like when I'm talking about this ABC, I talk about it in my book, fundraising freedom. But if you are thinking through this, it's like it, an A level volunteer looks different in every level of your organization. Somebody who's on your board, somebody who's an advisory group level, you know, person, somebody who's helping you with your finances, somebody who's helping as a volunteer on your committee. You may have have day of volunteers. You may have volunteers who are serving on the committee. Each one of them have a different criteria that you're going to mentally be thinking about like, Oh, okay. Does this person have the time? Do they have the connections? Do they have re resources? That's all going to play a factor. So I just want you to be intentional about, uh, the leadership roles that you invite people to serve in. I see this too often that we recruit the wrong people for the positions that they, they never should have been asked to serve in. But you know what? We're here today and you may be in a position where you just have to have those tough conversations and just ask them if this is even something that they want to do and, and let them know the kinds of things that you want. So I know I earlier said, readdress what, what the expectations are of the position. And if they aren't willing to commit to that, that's a great opportunity to say, you know what, this might not be the right fit and let's find a different, a different position for you. Okay. All right. I'm not like hardcore where I'm like, you know, you're fired and I'm kicking you out the door and I'm walking you, you know, out of the organization, but you may be in a position where it has gone that far. So you do what you need to do. But I, I especially like to diffuse the situation and just make sure that people feel respected in the process. Okay. Nobody wants that for ourselves. So I always say, put yourself in their shoes. If it were you, how would you want to be communicated with and give people grace when it comes to time and their busyness and their schedule, because we all have seasons where it's busy and maybe we thought we were doing what was needed to happen and they just didn't know. So you may just need that conversation. Okay. All right. That's what you need to know about how to gracefully fire a volunteer, uh, no matter whether they are paid or they are not. They still take up space in your organization and you do not need any dead weight. Okay. <laughs> Let's release 
any of that unwanted, unnecessary conversations, you know, all this stuff that needs to happen. I want you to just be free from that and allow you to really bring people around you that are going to move your mission forward. Okay. All right. If you guys need anything, uh, you know, you can reach me at maryvaloney.com. Uh, if you want to take some time just to have a conversation about your cause right on the homepage of my website, maryvaloney.com, you can fill out an application there and we'll jump on a 20 minute call and see how we can work together, how I can help you with your cause. So as you're moving through this, if you're just feeling like, Hey, I feel like I'm alone in this. Let's talk. I would love to give you some advice as you're moving forward. Okay. All right. Hope you guys have a great week. Let's go change the world. One volunteer and $1 at a time.